You're listening to Tea with Basha, a podcast that inspires you to curate your life and be the version of yourself that you want to be. My name is Basha Restrepo, and I'm sharing lessons, perspectives, and discussing topics that will help you help yourself. Because as they say, everything that you need is already within you. Welcome back to Tea with Basha. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and that is so appreciated. Today, we're talking about people-pleasing. Please stop people-pleasing. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Just kidding. Well, not really. So we're talking about people-pleasing and how to say no. So in order to understand how to stop, let's first define it. So people-pleasing is defined by the dictionary as a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. That often means putting people before yourself. It means yearning for validation, seeking approval from other people in order to gain confidence. It includes the inability to say no or speak up in group decisions because of fear of rejection or expulsion. It can be the result of bullying, abuse, and trauma, none of which is a person's fault. So in my next episode, I dive into the ego and I talk about these defense mechanisms that we develop. So pay attention for that one. So just look out for that episode next week. Now, let me take you through how this develops. So a lot of times people pleasers start off as parent pleasers. This could be due to a parent, guardian, person of authority, only showing love and giving praise when you did something for them, when you're comforting them, and when you're saying yes to them. This is probably something they picked up from their own upbringing and doesn't necessarily mean they're abusive or negative force in your life necessarily. It's just the way that they were brought up. So it's kind of, you know, they weren't able to grow out of that way of being. So they're just kind of continuing it. However, It may help you recognize a self-centered or narcissistic parent. It is just important to identify where the behaviors originate. No one is born a people pleaser. So although you can't change how your parents are or how other people are in your life, the mere act of recognizing the behavior is going to help you tremendously. Because what happens a lot of time with people pleasers is they constantly think that everything is their fault. And that is so the opposite from what's really happening because most of the time it's a narcissistic person just trying to put everything on you. According to Talkspace, people-pleasing affects women slightly more than men. About 54% of women surveyed identified people-pleasing behaviors compared to 40% of men, which completely makes sense based on the way that society has been in the past and slowly is being discontinued that way, but it it just makes complete sense if you think about it. And this has particularly been seen in the Me Too movement where abuse survivors felt that they could not say no. It's just a horrific thing to think that this is something that we develop throughout our childhood. So it's just so important to parents out there to people that want to be parents. And and just in general, it's so important to check the self when it comes to these things because they can have long-lasting detrimental effects on a person. But it's possible that you're not a people pleaser. How do you know? 
So the depression project has developed six questions that likely means you have some people-pleasing tendencies, if answered with a yes. So let me take you through, grab your cup of tea, and let's go through these and see if you're a people pleaser. So number one, do you often find yourself saying yes whenever someone asks a favor, even when you don't feel like doing it? When someone upsets you, do you always say that's okay and let it slide because you don't want to ruffle any feathers by telling them what they did was wrong? Do you find yourself continuously apologizing for things that aren't actually your fault? Do you feel like it's your job to make other people happy and therefore do things that please those people but violate your own needs, wants, and values? Do you agree with everything everybody says purely because you want them to like you? Do you thrive on receiving validation from people around you and therefore do whatever they want just to earn their praise? This is not a definitive list, but it should give you an idea. If you answered yes to a majority of these, it's possible that you're a people pleaser. And identification is the first step. So this is a cycle, and it's a toxic cycle. I actually talk about how to deal with toxic people in another episode, so check that out. The toxic cycle of people-pleasing can and will harm our emotional and physical well-being, depending on how it manifests. These are some things that can result from people-pleasing. Low self-esteem, anxiety and depression, negative self-talk, burnout, stress, increased resentment towards other people, inauthenticity, which in my opinion is the absolute worst. If you're living your life inauthentically, not being yourself, constantly worrying about what others think, constantly shaping your personality and who you are for others, you must be so unhappy. And I can understand that because I've been there. And I just want you to know you don't have to do that. You really don't. Because if you have to change yourself for other people, they're not worth having in your life, period. People-pleasing also has negative impacts On our relationships. People pleasing creates toxic relationship patterns. So if you find that you are in a lot of toxic relationships, romantic wise, take a quick look at what you saw growing up and see if it matches up. People pleasers are often very vulnerable. And that's not necessarily a negative thing in a relationship, but People pleasers can often get taken advantage of, and in some cases, abused by people who do not share in that vulnerability. So if there's someone around you that is not vulnerable at all, and they identify that you are, they will suck you dry. People pleasing encourages distrust of other people. You wind up becoming unsure if they're taking advantage of you or not. So in reality, because of people pleasing and and having gone through that your whole life, when you're trying to form new relationships and engage in new relationships, you can wind up distrusting someone that has the purest intentions for you. So you can wind up self-sabotaging good relationships. And people never really get to know the real you if you're constantly trying to be the version you think that they want you to be. Therefore, it leads to inauthentic relationships. And this can cause isolation because you can struggle to feel truly close to anybody. I know that at first it's scary to be yourself. I've been there. And it takes a lot of courage to be yourself. But once you start being yourself, it is so incredible. You are just completely free. People pleasers can often bottle up feelings. 
They don't know how to identify and deal with their negative feelings. And there's, like I said earlier, a lot of self-sabotage. So saying yes to everything will automatically set you up for failure. And even though failure is, is okay, you can avoid these unnecessary failures. No one can do absolutely everything. and can also lead to destructive behaviors. This all goes back to authenticity. We're typically taught to be kind, considerate, and polite. In return, we often receive approval and acceptance. However, I'm not saying don't be polite, but this can cause us to fall into a vicious cycle of breaking our own boundaries and even putting up a front to continue receiving approval, which causes us to be inauthentic. Frequently well-being, people who are pleasers are empathic, sensitive, and conscientious. However, these traits are commonly taken to belong to someone who is overly emotional, overly sensitive, or weak, which is not true. It's just a product of their upbringing. People-pleasing behavior often comes from a place of very low self-esteem, and it makes it difficult to distinguish authentic generosity from it. So authentic generosity does not center the thoughts and feelings of the person offering it. Nothing is expected in return. People-pleasers need validation and praise from their actions to maintain any level of self-esteem. In contrast, authentic generosity has nothing to do with self-esteem. So sometimes people-pleasers can do things for other people to receive something in return. They have this expectation of tremendous amounts of praise and validation. And that's understandable to an extent, but if they don't receive what they need, it often turns to anger and distrust. A lot of these people will get very upset that they're not getting what they need, but they're not actually communicating their needs and they're doing these things for other people for the wrong reasons because they're just addicted to that validation that they get from other people. And that is so toxic because if you're doing things out of the kindness of your heart for someone with the expectation that they will do something in return for you, that is just the wrong way to live life because you will constantly be disappointed. One, because nobody can read your mind. And generally, acts of kindness should have no attachment or caveat. So although people-pleasers are often taken advantage of, they do play a very crucial role in this whole situation in that they reinforce their own angry people-pleasing behavior. So to stop people-pleasing, now that we've identified what it is and whether or not you are a people-pleaser, what steps can you take to stop? Number one, set your priorities. What is important to you? Think critically about it. Think away from other people. What is important to you? Know your schedule and availability. Consider it when taking on additional responsibilities. Don't just say yes to everything because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you say no. Number two, set boundaries. What are you comfortable with? Someone who's willing to overstep your boundaries is not being respectful. And spoiler alert, you get to determine your boundaries. They don't have to make sense to anybody else. Take your time. I always get so frustrated when I hear people pressuring other people to give them an answer right away. No, if you can't bring yourself to say no to someone like that, tell them you will think about their ask. That way you can take your time to evaluate the situation and figure out if it's something you want to do or if it's a people-pleasing behavior kicking in for urgent matters, because there are some urgent matters, and that's a balance in figuring out what's urgent and not when you're a people pleaser, come up with preset answers. For example, if you're unsure, 
Say no. You can always change your mind later. Saying yes automatically gives you way more responsibility and is the harder answer typically to change later. Next, say no. It's so simple but so difficult, right? This can be the hardest step to take. However, once you say no more often, it becomes way more comfortable. Trust me. And you never have to give a reason or excuses. In fact, do not give more information than you need to. You do not have to justify anything to anyone. Even at work, I remember in my toxic work environments, there was always this culture of explaining why you're calling out or if you're feeling sick, this explanation had to be attached to it. That is so toxic and it's completely inappropriate. So let's say that you're calling out of work. You do not have to give an explanation. All you have to do is say, I am using my sick day. Thank you. Done. There is no need to justify something that you're completely entitled to to begin with. You can still be polite and courteous when saying no. It doesn't mean that you're being rude. I don't know why we think that saying no is something rude because it's not. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's necessary to be more forceful with this answer. For example, if someone's making you uncomfortable, you don't owe them comfort or politeness. If someone is making you uncomfortable and it's completely obvious that they, they're aware of the discomfort, you don't need to be nice about it. Sorry. Most people pleasers are so concerned with how no sounds that they mistakenly think it's rude. No is not a charged response. No is simply a word. Just use it. Also remember to reevaluate relationships that respond negatively to this boundary. It won't be the first time that they have heard no, right? This person in their lives. And no one should make you feel bad for doing what's best for you ever. If you're not in a position to hang out with someone or do something, if you're literally not in that state of mind, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The world will go on. Just make sure that these people respect your boundaries. Stop apologizing. This is a big one. Saying no or turning someone down does not have to come with an apology. Many situations are blameless, so don't accept that unnecessary responsibility. You don't need to apologize for yourself constantly. It's okay to be you. Stand up for yourself. Be assertive. You do not have to defend or explain, as I said earlier, your choices. Use an empathic assertion to let the person know that you understand where they're coming from so they feel heard. You don't owe anybody an apology for doing what's suitable for you. Allow yourself to say no. Practice successive approximation. What that means is taking one step at a time in the direction you want to go, start small. If you're conditioned to feel guilt over turning people down and not putting yourself first, it'll feel a little bit weird first while adjusting. Take time to adjust to how that feels and recognize it with small steps first. Next, overcome your fears. Taking that first step is scary, but practice makes perfect. If you don't start, you will never know how to do it. Make a list of the possible outcomes in any situation. If you're really fearful, how likely are they to actually happen? How will you respond? A lot of times we overthink situations in our mind as well. So maybe if you say no, it really won't be as bad as you think. Maybe you've just been conditioned in your mind to be so worried about the response that you don't even know what the response will be. And lastly, self-care. Check in with yourself. Make sure you have you time. If your schedule is full and you're exhausted, you are absolutely not taking care of yourself. 
I hear all the time, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that. That is the biggest piece of, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, but crap that I've ever heard. Everyone has the same 24 hours and it's a complete matter of priorities. If you are not taking time for yourself and you're scrolling on the web for two hours or shopping online or going out and getting drunk or doing all of these things that are potentially having a negative impact on your system, not that there's anything wrong with drinking, but you understand the point I'm trying to make. You have time for 10 minutes or even 30 minutes to take care of your body and mind. It's a matter of priorities. Also journal. Keep track of how you feel in different situations. And celebrate progress. If you've successfully said no to someone, give yourself the credit. Give yourself the credit that you've always given to others. It will change your life. Thank you so much for joining. Today we talked about people-pleasing. We talked about how to know if you're a people-pleaser. We went through the six-step process. We talked about some harmful effects of people-pleasing, authenticity, and steps to take if you are a people-pleaser. Just please remember, it's okay to say no to people. There's nothing wrong with it. Please take care of yourselves. And I can't wait to see you next week.